I have found out big news in depth for you. Good evening and welcome to Outbeat News in Depth. I'm Greg Morelia. The concept is called PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis, using a drug called Truvada, and it's believed to be one of the most effective ways of preventing the spread of HIV from positive men who have sex with men who are HIV negative. And the prescription for the drug is being directed not to men who are positive, but rather to those who are negative. We began our two-part series on Truvada last month by hearing from a doctor at the United States Center for Disease Control and by talking with two gay men, one who is taking Truvada and one who is still unsure. Tonight, in part two, we'll get a local perspective. Joining us for this conversation is Megan Murphy, a program director at Face to Face, and Dr. Michelle Davey, director of the HIV Medical Center for the West County Health Centers. We'll talk about the screening and testing process, the most recent data on Truvada's effectiveness, and the cost of this level of preventative care. All of this is coming up next, right after your Outbeat Radio News, for this Sunday, March 22nd, 2015. I have found Outbeat Radio News, your source for LGBT news from the North Bay and beyond. Costa Rica put forth a plan this week to allow civil unions between same-sex couples in the Central American nation. Ana Gabriel Zuniga, Deputy Minister of the Presidency, said, quote, This week we will launch a draft piece of legislation honoring the commitment our government made in this area, and we will open a space for consulting with various organizations. Gay rights activist groups praised the plan, which follows other recent moves to fight discrimination in the country, such as extending some social security benefits to same-sex couples. And in Puerto Rico, the government announced this week a change of position and a withdrawal of its defense of the Commonwealth's ban on same-sex marriage. Governor Alejandro Garcia Padilla's administration is reassessing a change of opinion now that marriage equality has rapidly expanded to 37 states in the U.S., U.S. Island's territory ban is being challenged in a federal appeals court, and Padilla, who is named as a defendant in the suit, has until Friday to submit a formal response to the case with the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. National gay rights group Lambda Legal is representing the five same-sex couples who are plaintiffs in the case. And here in the Bay Area, according to the Bay Area Reporter, the San Francisco LGBT Community Center has agreed to oversee this year's Pink Saturday party in the Castro over Pride weekend. San Francisco City Supervisor Scott Weiner, who lives in the neighborhood where the party is held, said, quote, I think it makes a lot of sense. The center is really the hub of a lot of things happening at the heart of our community. LGBT Center Executive Director Rebecca Rolf noted that the center is, quote, deeply, deeply committed to the community and its leaders want to see Pink Saturday be a strong community event. Pink Saturday's future was thrown into doubt last month when the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence decided to end their oversight of the street party, which they had managed for nearly two decades. A sister and his husband were attacked last year, while Stephen Powell, 19, died after being shot toward the end of the party in 2010. Despite the sisters' decision, city leaders were determined to see that the party continued in order to deal with the tens of thousands of people expected to stream into the Castro on the eve of the city's pride parade and celebration on Sunday, June 28th. The LGBT Center will work closely with San Francisco elected officials and the police on planning this year's event. The center has agreed to end the party earlier than in past years, likely around 8 p.m., 
And also in San Francisco, Supervisor Scott Weiner announced an innovative new program designed to address homelessness and problem behavior in the Castro called Castro Cares, and it's now up and running. Weiner said, Castro Cares, for which I obtained funding from the city budget, is a collaboration of various neighborhood groups designed to provide dedicated law enforcement and homeless outreach services in the Castro. Weiner explained, Castro Cares hires off-duty police officers whose only responsibility it will be to walk a beat in the Castro commercial area and immediate surrounding neighborhoods. The officers will provide a more consistent presence and help enforce the law, including for the awful street behavior the neighborhood has been seeing at Jane Warner Plaza and elsewhere. Castro Cares also hires homeless outreach workers who will focus only on the Castro so that the homeless people have strong access to housing, mental health, substance abuse, and other services. For a long time, due to staffing shortages in both the police department and our homeless outreach team, the Castro hasn't had the dedicated staff resources it needs. Castro Cares will help address the situation, Weiner said. It's not a silver bullet, and it won't address all public safety and quality of life issues in the neighborhood, nor does the program replace the important work of the police department, but it will provide a much-needed focus on the neighborhood. Weiner said he's glad now it's moving forward. Now here's your calendar events for the coming week. On Monday, March 23rd, and every Monday at 5.30 p.m., the Petaluma Health Center will host an LGBT support group at 1179 North McDowell Boulevard in Petaluma. And also on Monday at 5.30 p.m., the Marin AIDS Project will host its Mix It Up, a monthly mixer, at the Four Point Sheridan, 1010 Northgate Drive in San Rafael. And on Tuesday, March 24th at 1.30 p.m., the Santa Rosa Senior Group will meet at the Unitarian Universalist Church at the Glacier Center in Santa Rosa. And on Thursday, March 26th at 5 p.m., the farewell reception for Paula Pilecki, former executive director of the Spectrum Center, will happen at Jason's Restaurant, 300 Drake's Landing in Greenbrae. Pilecki, who spent 16 years as the executive director of Spectrum, is saying farewell. The entire community is invited, and you can learn more by calling 415-472-1945. And finally, a save the date, Friday, April 3rd at 6.30 p.m., the Russian River Sisters' 14th anniversary celebration, Everybody Gets Cake, will take place at the Northwood Restaurant and Bar in Monterio. There will be entertainment, grants, giveaways, and saintings. Everyone is welcome. For more information about LGBT events happening here in the North Bay, go to GaySonoma.com. And for all the latest LGBT news headlines, go to our website at OutBeatNews.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for updates from OutBeat Radio News all week long. For Gary Carnavelli, I'm Greg Moralia. OutBeat Radio News, your source for LGBT news from the North Bay and beyond. Federal health officials are recommending a new preventative treatment in the fight against HIV and AIDS. The U.S. government is now recommending hundreds of thousands of people at risk for the disease take a daily pill called Truveda to prevent infection. About 50,000 new HIV cases are reported each year. Until just recently, the very potent HIV medications have all been used to hold the virus at bay in people who were already infected. But there's strong evidence that a new drug called Truvada, an HIV medication, if taken by an HIV-negative person ahead of risky sexual behavior, might prevent the virus from being passed from an HIV-positive partner. Let's start this segment by reviewing how PrEP and the drug Truvada actually works. 
Pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, is an HIV prevention strategy where an HIV-negative person takes a daily pill to reduce their risk of contracting HIV. It's important to note that PrEP is not the same as PEP, or post-exposure prophylaxis, which is a month-long treatment regimen given to individuals within 72 hours after exposure to HIV to prevent infection from taking hold. The only currently approved PrEP regimen is Truvada, a two-drug combo, which blocks an enzyme called HIV reverse transcriptase. HIV relies on this enzyme to make new copies of itself, so Truvada prevents the HIV virus from multiplying and establishing infection in the body. Because PrEP blocks an HIV enzyme, it protects against HIV infection, but it does not prevent against pregnancy or other sexually transmitted infections, or STIs. Therefore, people taking PrEP should also get regular HIV testing to make sure they haven't been recently infected, as well as STI testing and treatment if necessary. PrEP has been proven to reduce the risk of HIV infection in gay and bisexual men, transgender women, and heterosexual men and women, as well as people who inject drugs. PrEP does not treat HIV. It's meant to prevent HIV from establishing infection, so it should not be taken by someone who already has HIV. People who want to start PrEP must first be tested for HIV infection. PrEP has made a lot of headlines over the last two years, and the messages haven't always been clear. Let's look at three myths about PrEP and see what the facts really are. Myth number one, PrEP doesn't work. In the large IPREX study of PrEP in gay and bisexual men and transgender women, researchers found an overall 42% reduction in HIV transmission. However, when the researchers looked at levels of Truvada in blood samples, they found that for people who took four PrEP pills per week, protection was approximately 96%. For people who took PrEP daily as directed, protection was estimated at more than 99%. So the take-home message, PrEP works if you take it as prescribed, every day. Myth number two, PrEP causes bad side effects. Some people in PrEP studies have reported side effects such as nausea, headaches, or weight loss in the first few weeks of taking PrEP. Most of these side effects went away on their own or when PrEP was stopped, and the majority of people didn't have them at all. For example, one clinical trial reported moderate nausea only 22 times among the 1,251 people assigned to take PrEP over a study period of more than two years. A recent analysis showed that some people taking PrEP can have a slight increase in serum creatinine, an indicator of reduced kidney function, but these levels returned to normal after PrEP was stopped. Just to be safe, people who take PrEP should have regular monitoring for kidney health. Another analysis found a slight loss in bone mineral density in study participants taking PrEP, although this bone loss did not worsen with long-term use. Truvada was chosen for use as PrEP in part because it is safe and well-tolerated. Like most drugs, some mild side effects are possible, but again, side effects reported with PrEP went away over time, or when PrEP was stopped. Also, there are other drugs currently in clinical trials that may have fewer side effects. Myth number three, PrEP is impossible to get. PrEP is available by prescription from doctors, nurse practitioners, and physicians' assistants, and most healthcare plans cover PrEP. Without insurance, Truvada PrEP can cost upwards of $1,800 per month, but few people actually pay this full sticker price. There are medication assistance programs through Gilead Sciences that may be able to cover some or all of the costs of PrEP, whether or not you have insurance. Keep in mind that depending on how you are accessing PrEP, 
It may take several weeks to get your prescription filled the first time. Of course, PrEP is not the only way to prevent HIV infection. When used correctly and consistently, condoms are an important tool for reducing HIV risk, as well as preventing against other STIs and pregnancy. For people who do not use condoms every time they have sex, PrEP provides effective protection against HIV. The choice to use PrEP, like the choice to use condoms, is personal. The important thing is to find an HIV prevention strategy that works for you. And here to talk more about Truvada and how it's being used here in the North Bay is my good friend Megan Murphy, a program director at Face to Face, and Dr. Michelle Davey, who's the HIV medical director for West County Health Centers. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It is fantastic to have you here. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. But let's go back to last month. We talked with two men, one in Los Angeles who's taking Truvada, and, and he's very much a staunch supporter of its use. And then we also talked to uh, a man on the East Coast uh, living down in Florida who's not really quite sure yet. He's got some fears about the long-term uh, health impacts. And this really does feel like you know a very new concept uh, and a new approach to fighting HIV. Where did it come from? Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, this is Michelle Davy. Uh, the the uh, approach to treating the virus before it's had uh, a chance to establish an infection came from related HIV treatment protocol. It was mentioned actually in the um, recorded piece mm-hmm. at the top of the hour, uh, something called PEP, which stands for post-exposure prophylaxis. And post-exposure prophylaxis is a a standardized 30-day treatment protocol that's um, using antiretroviral medications for someone who has either an occupational, like a job-related exposure to HIV or non-occupational, maybe sexual, maybe a recreational drug use um, exposure to HIV. And in looking at PEP, researchers noted that the closer in time to the to that event, to that needle stick, for example, that um, the person who um, had that exposure, the closer in time to getting on medication, then the lesser chance that the HIV would actually take hold. Mm-hmm. So researchers thought, well, what if we could actually sort of move back in time and have the medication actually on board in the person before they had that exposure, um, that seems to be how you really avert the infection. And that's actually where PrEP came from, was from post-exposure mm-hmm. prophylaxis studies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I mentioned, our interviewee on the on the East Coast had some real fears, and I guess suppose there's some mythology going on around out there about the side effects uh, HIV medications that we know are really, really strong. What have we learned so far about any side effects or potential long-term health impacts of Truvada? Well, luckily, Truvada has been in use for a, a pretty long time, um, so we do know quite a bit about what Truvada does and doesn't do. Um, so one of the medications that's in Truvada, because as we know, there are two medicines in the one pill, tenofovir and emtricitabine. Uh, so that one of the medications, tenofovir, has been shown to cause, in some people, a gradual decline in both kidney function and in bone density or bone mineral density. Um, those changes 
see, begin to appear after about five years of continuous use, four to five years of continuous use, and in the vast majority of cases are reversible once the medication has been discontinued. Hmm. Well, that's promising. It is. And um, I, we, of course, don't know how people will use PrEP uh, since it's a new concept, but um, it's probably not likely that people will use PrEP ongoing for four or five years in a row. Um, or if, if, if that is the case, then there are, um, there's information that shows that any uh, abnormalities that begin to arise will be reversible. Good. And, and the research that I've seen so far, the data on, on how, uh, how effective Truvada is are really looking promising. Talk yeah. about what you've learned. Yeah. Either of you. Uh, okay, well, um, I'll jump in. Okay. I think um, one of the really landmark studies that really woke the world up to the possibilities of PrEP was the IPREX study, which was published in uh, 2010. So it was started in 2007, I believe. It was multi-center, multi-country study with about 2,500, enrolling about 2,500 men who have sex with men and transgendered women who have sex with men. And... um, not wanting to kind of bog us down in a lot of details, but um, the overall risk to participants in acquisition of HIV was reduced by about uh, 50%. Um, But this was in all of the participants, even those who were, say, prescribed Truvada but never took it. Mm -hmm. So at first glance, it looked a little bit like, well, you know, maybe 50%, but still... 50-50, you know, 50% risk. However, when the researchers looked at the data only from the people who actually had detectable levels of the drugs in their blood, so meaning they actually were taking it, they weren't just saying they were taking it, but they actually were proven to be taking it, um, they found that transmissions dropped by as much as 92%. Uh, Further analyses indicate that drug levels corresponding to daily use are associated with 99% percent protection against acquisition of HIV. Uh, so that is really, you know, incredible news to, to be able to take a medication that is going to reduce the risk of HIV acquisition by almost 100 percent. Well, that's incredible. Yeah, it's putting it up there with condoms as far as looking at just unbelievably strong protection for folks. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't forget where I read the study at, at this point, but I think there's some <coughs> studies out there that are looking at even taking the drug, you know, before and then just after sex can have some some benefits. Is that what you're recommending, or is it just 100% daily use if it's prescribed? For right now, we're still looking at daily use. There's no guidance out that's really clear yet. 
as far as how long before and after an exposure would be important. And I know that there's a lot of interest in that from the folks that we see coming in for HIV testing. There's a lot of curiosity about, can I take this just during the periods of time that I think I might be sexually active? So for example, if I'm going to go down to Palm Springs for a few weeks, is that a good time to take it? Or can I take it just before and after a specific night? But my understanding is that prescription-wise, it's still recommended that people are Mm -hmm. taking it daily until we know more. So what about other factors? If, 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 a, if a, an individual is in a committed relationship, uh, do, do your recommendations change? Uh, is it factored in about uh, the frequency of sexual encounters? Is that a consideration also? Um, so I think that just saying a couple's in a committed relationship doesn't Tell it, give us enough information to recommend for against prep. It really, I think this is our job is to say, well, okay, in that couple, they're committed to each other, but do they have um, sexual out- encounters outside of their primary relationship? Um, do they go to mm-hmm. Palm Springs, you know, periodically on business and uh, maybe party a little bit there or hook up there? Um, and or just what kind of sex is this couple having? Maybe they are only engaging in oral sex um, and never do any other kind of sex. Well, we do know that the risk of acquiring HIV from oral sex is very low. It's much lower than unprotected anal sex. So, um, you know, Truvada may or may not be right for them. So you really, it, it really takes... Um, some time, some time to really talk to either uh, the couple together or whichever partner happens to be interested in getting Truvada mm-hmm. um, and exploring all of those questions. So what are you hearing in terms of men who are looking for an alternative to condoms? You know, I, Megan, you and I have talked before about how the co- big complaint about condoms is the loss of sensitivity and then this idea that somehow it's less intimate particularly if you're in a committed relationship, to have sex with someone and have to put a condom on. Um, And I've heard from some men that they think, well, wow, this could be the alternative to that. I can have the intimacy back into my relationship that I'm looking for uh, and still be protected. Give us your thoughts about that. You know, that's absolutely true as far as HIV goes. And there's still a lot of other factors for people to take into consideration. I do hear from a number of people that they really prefer to have sex without condoms, particularly with people that they feel emotionally more close to. I hear from a number of people as well that they have a hard time maintaining an erection with condoms on. And so there's different reasons that people are very interested in PrEP. One of the concerns, of course, is that it doesn't protect against other sexually transmitted infections. So we still have concerns about syphilis and chlamydia and gonorrhea and whatnot. But as far as HIV prevention, in many, many ways, it's very similar to the birth control pill mm-hmm. where, you know, people would say, well, this might help with pregnancy, but what about other STDs? It's the same situation. You know, this can very much help with HIV and there could still be other concerns that people have. Mm-hmm. Right. So what have you two seen at your respective agencies in terms of other uh, STIs since Travada has been on the scene? Is your sense that that... You know, syphilis and gonorrhea and chlamydia are on the rise in Sonoma County, or is it too early to tell? 
personally, I would not say that I have seen a rise in STIs as a result of Truvada use for PrEP. Um, I, I am seeing STIs in my practice, but it's certainly not confined to those who are taking PrEP. And syphilis over the last number of years in Sonoma County has increased drastically, um, but not at all um, as a direct result of PrEP or not with a timeline that would point to PrEP as the cause. I think that over the last handful of years, there have been a number of people moving towards condomless sex um, and just sort of a social kind of movement in that direction. Um, there are still a lot of people that choose to use condoms, but there are more and more that choose not to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that that's a large part of what's responsible for the growth of um, sexually transmitted infections. But what I hear from people is that many of the people who express interest in PrEP are people who are already taking other steps to protect their sexual health, maybe use condoms sometimes and worry about, well, what about when they break? Or they're folks who um, have an HIV-positive partner or who are interested in somebody who's HIV-positive and yet don't want to become HIV-positive themselves. So I don't hear folks kind of throwing condoms out the window and saying, oh, I have this new thing instead of but rather looking at it as one more tool. Mm. So is it your sense that, that it's the responsible men that are coming in to explore Travada? Oh, responsible feels like such a loaded I know. word. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, we all have so many choices to make, and choices around sexual health are, are really personal and really complex. And I think that the folks who are interested in their sexual health and interested in not getting HIV are the folks who are interested in Truvada. Okay, fair enough. So talk to us about the attitudes here in Sonoma County from healthcare providers. Um, it sounds like both of your respective organizations are staunch Truvada supporters. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Our organization is as um, I know Megan's organization is, uh, interested in reducing the spread of HIV in our community. And in that respect, we're very much in support of uh, anything that does that, including, of course, PrEP. I I, I can't uh, speak for other healthcare organizations or other providers in Sonoma County, but I would guess that their position would be similar in that we have access to this really groundbreaking tool to prevent HIV infection, and it's our responsibility to find out about it and to recommend and or prescribe it when it's appropriate. Okay. So what about the large healthcare providers like Kaiser, say? Yeah, Kaiser is prescribing PrEP for some of their members, and they do have a process um, for doing that where folks will meet with a health educator and a medical provider to see if it's a good fit for them and to do the necessary testing and prescription. Um, Santa Rosa Community Health Centers, which is a large healthcare provider here in Sonoma County, is also prescribing PrEP for their um, patients that are a good fit. I think that my sense is that a lot of private doctors don't necessarily have the information that they need or would want to feel really comfortable with it. And the CDC has helped put out some brochures to guide people to where to get that information about the kidney screening and the tests that need to be done beforehand to make that a little bit easier. But generally, I haven't heard um, directly from anybody who's against prescribing it for people that it's a good fit with. And with the CDC's recommendation of it, I think that that's helped push it forward as well. Mm -hmm. So who would you both describe then as the ideal candidate 
for prep. I mean, we're not just talking about exclusively gay men here, right? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, the the CDC, Megan mentioned the CDC and the literature they've produced, and, and they have great information on their website. Um, they use a phrase uh, about who's an ideal candidate for PrEP, and they say someone who has a, who is at, quote, substantial risk for HIV acquisition, end quote. So that's a pretty open statement. It's obviously could be gay men. It could be men who have sex with men who don't identify as gay or bisexual. It's uh, for heterosexual women. Or, um, it's in a, maybe who are sex workers or in a heterosexual relationship with an HIV positive partner. Um, you know, really uh, male, female, heterosexual, bisexual, gay, um, as well as folks who are IV drug users and maybe sharing needles. Right. And when they look at substantial risk and really break it down, they're looking at folks who have had a sexual partner of unknown HIV status within the last six months. Mm-hmm. So we're not even talking about, gosh, we want people who've had 20 sexual partners in a year. We're looking at, have you had unprotected sex with somebody that you don't know, which a lot of folks fit into right. that category. Right. So when someone comes into your office and is exploring this idea, are they are you finding that they're hesitant to to want to ask about it or to request a, a prescription? I mean, what's the what's the process like, in other words, for someone who comes in? Generally, when people are coming in to talk with me about prep, it's because they are interested in getting prep. So they've sort of self identified and you know have come in to say. I heard about it or my friend's taking it or something and I'm interested in getting on it. And so um, that's one way that patients are identified is essentially they identify themselves. Another way, as Megan suggests, is somebody who, oh, I don't know, um, all kinds of different risks things comes up. Somebody who maybe came in for a skin infection for IV drug use and you may turn that uh, discussion into a conversation about mm-hmm. PrEP, someone who has an unintended pregnancy. So maybe perhaps this is a young woman who is out there and perhaps not being as responsible around contraception. And mm-hmm. so maybe, you know, she's putting herself potentially at risk. So a lot of different clinical situations can then be opened up into a discussion about PrEP. And of course, it's not always going to be relevant, but often it will be. So when someone comes into face-to-face, perhaps to get tested or just for information, what's sort of the standard expectation uh, for being informed about Truvada? So for us, when somebody's in for testing, if they identify that there is sexual risk that could lead to HIV infection, which there is for most of those individuals, we mention it along with all the other HIV prevention strategies out there, from condoms to positioning to talking to your partners about their status. We find that for us, a number of people haven't heard of it, especially um, folks, it seems like, who are not out um, or don't have a lot of exposure to the gay community. Um, We do have some folks that will say, yeah, I have a friend on that, or I've kind of heard of it, what is it? And so we'll share some information about what it is and where to go to get more information. Um, We certainly don't push it as sort of the end-all, be-all, 
mm-hmm. strategy for everybody because it is a deeply personal choice. But we try to explain what it is, both in case they're interested in it and to just help spread the word in the community. Often I'll find myself even telling people, you know, this might not be a fit for you, but it sounds like some of your friends may benefit from knowing about this mm-hmm. new option that's out there. Mm-hmm. We do HIV testing in the jail as well. And so especially in that scenario, we find that there's a number of people who are at a place of looking at making changes in their life. So they don't see it as relevant, but are certainly connected with other people who are still at high risk. Sure. So. Well, we have an example of what someone might experience if they go in to see their doctor uh, to sort of demystify what that screening uh-huh. process is. So let's take a listen to this. It's actually a training tape uh, mm. for doctors on how to Uh-oh. screen someone and talk with someone about the possibility of Truvada. Since screening is such an integral part of the success of PrEP as a prevention intervention, we'll provide an example of a doctor screening a patient to determine his appropriateness for PrEP. Meet Mateo. Mateo is a 28-year-old gay man who has come into his local health center to get HIV and STD tests. He meets with Dr. Howard. Hello, I'm Dr. Howard. Hey, Dr. Howard. I'm Mateo. Nice to meet you. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks. That's good to hear. So what brings you in to see me today? I'm here to get an HIV test and also to get tested for other STDs. Okay, well, that's something we can do today. What made you decide to come in to get tested for HIV? Well, I use condoms most of the times when I'm having sex with people, but not every time. It's been hard. Last year, I was on PEP a couple of times when I slipped up. I just want to make sure I'm okay now. So it sounds like you use condoms sometimes when you're having sex, but find it challenging to use them every time. When you have sex, is it anal sex? Are you the top or the bottom? It was anal sex, and I'm a bottom. I mean, I know I should always use a condom, but it's just not that easy. Well, there are other options. You know what PEP is, but have you heard of PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis? No. What is that? PrEP, similar to PEP, is another way to keep from getting HIV. It involves taking a pill called Trivada, which is the combination of two drugs that are commonly used to treat HIV in persons who are HIV positive. When taken daily by people who are HIV negative, it can block HIV from infecting the body. The pill has to be taken every day for it to work effectively, just like PEP. Unlike PEP, PrEP is not just a 28-day treatment after having sex without a condom, but something you take every day to work as a chemical barrier if you decide to take a risk. What do you think about that? Well, I take a multivitamin every day, so I'm sure I could do it. And I do want to take good care of myself. So just the pill will keep me free of HIV? No. You should still use a condom as much as possible. It's not replacing that, and it won't prevent STDs. Well, before we get started, we should first test you for HIV and make sure you're still HIV negative. And I'd also like to conduct some other tests to make sure there won't be any major problems with PrEP. Is that okay with you? Sure. So I need to ask you some questions to make sure that PrEP is all right for you. Is that okay? Sure. Have you had any flu-like symptoms, such as body ache or fever, in the last six weeks? No, I've been feeling great. Have you had a rash, sore throat, or swollen glands? Nothing like that. What medications do you take daily? I take a multivitamin and an allergy medication. Okay. In the last year, was there a period of time where you felt sad or depressed for more than two weeks in a row? No. In the last year, was there a period of time lasting more than a month where you felt worried or anxious? No. How often do you drink alcohol? Well, I drink with friends in the weekends. Okay. Do you use any other drugs? Just pot. And sometimes I take ecstasy and acid, but that's just not often. Thanks for sharing. In the last year, 
Did you ever drink or use drugs more than you intended? Nope. Okay. Have you ever felt that you wanted or needed to cut down on your drinking or alcohol use? No, I don't think I have a problem with drinking or drugs. Okay, that's good to hear. So what about, what's your living situation? Um, do you own or rent or live with family or friends? I rent an apartment with a roommate. What kind of health insurance do you have? I have Medicaid. Is that a problem? No, New York Medicaid covers PrEP, so everything's fine. Oh, okay. I need to ask you some questions about your sexual partners, and it may be kind of personal. That's okay. I was ready to answer any questions for the HIV test. Thanks for your openness. Do you know if any of your sexual partners have HIV? Not that I know of, but I usually ask about HIV when I'm having sex with someone. Okay. Final question. Do you have any regular sexual partners, like a boyfriend or friend with benefits? Not right now. Thanks for answering all my questions. What questions do you have for me? The pills. Are there any side effects? Excellent question. The side effects should be minimal. Maybe some headaches, abdominal pain, weight loss, but they should typically go away after a month or sooner. This exchange shows how to conduct a pre-prescription assessment. It can be a lengthy process, but it's important to be thorough so as to anticipate any potential barriers to adherence. We will now revisit Dr. Howard and Mateo at the three-month follow-up visit to see what PrEP monitoring can look like in action. Hello, Mateo. How have you been? I've been great, Dr. Howard. How have you been? I've been well. Thanks for asking. How is PrEP going? It's been going really good. The past two months have been great. No headaches. Have you had any trouble taking your pill every day? No. no. I missed a dose a couple of weeks ago when I was running late to work, but that's it. Okay. I want to stress how really important it is that you take your pills every day. If you miss doses, it won't be as effective. I understand. Have you had sex with anyone since the last time I saw you? A couple of people. Did you use a condom? I used a condom with one of them, but not the other. Well, if you like, I can give you some condoms before you leave here today. That'd be great. Now, have you had any discharge from your penis or burning when you pee? No, nothing like that. Have you had any anal pain, discharge, or bleeding? No. Great. Well, I'd like to do another HIV test and a test for your kidneys, just to make sure everything is going okay. Is that all right? Sure. If your HIV test is negative, I can write you a prescription for a 90-day supply of PrEP, and we'll see each other again in three months. Of course, you know you can always call if anything comes up before then. So is that a pretty typical conversation, if there is such a thing, uh, <laughs> that you might have with one of your patients? Um, sure. Uh, not all the language exactly, but sure, definitely going to be um, some real baseline screening um, and some blood tests. Uh, we, we check for STIs. Uh, the doctor in the, in the recording there, he didn't really mention that, but STI checks happen initially and at the three-month visit, as well as, of course, repeating the HIV test and um, and always talking about adherence, you know, asking people if they're remembering to take the pill every day, and that was emphasized, and that is important. So I think in this example, they talked about a a three-month follow-up. Is that a typical time period? Do people go back every three months, or is the period longer? It, right now, yes, three months. So a quarterly follow-up in the office to kind of go over those questions and to get the next mm -hmm. prescription, yes. Okay. So what are you hearing in terms of, of people's adherence to their prescription here in Sonoma County? 
Um, are men pretty good about it? Are men or women who have this prescription? Um, or are you finding that people are not as good about taking their Truvada as they are about their vitamins? I, I, I'm finding that they're good about it. That, like, again, in the example you uh, played there, sometimes people will miss a dose. That's human nature. We're late or whatever. Something happens. Um, but I think since people, again... Um, by and large, are self-choosing to be on this medication. They're taking responsibility for it, and they care about staying HIV negative, and so they know how important it is. Mm-hmm. And are you hearing the same thing at face-to-face? We are. And part of, I think, what goes into that is that even from the testing side of things, as people are starting to think about it, the word is really out there that it's an important medication to take daily. Um, doesn't work if you don't take it. And so people are considering that even before they're talking to their doctors about it. I think really thinking about, am I committed enough to take this daily? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that information being out there has helped people really prepare themselves to... <clears throat> Excuse me, to take it daily. Got it. So is one pill a day the typical prescription, and is that what you're seeing? Right. As Megan mentioned earlier, right now, Truvada, there's the FDA approval for taking Truvada as PrEP is to take one pill once a day, and that is what we talk about, and that's what is prescribed. Um, I will mention that just a couple of weeks ago at an international conference um that took place in Seattle this year. It's the Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections, which is luckily uh, abbreviated as CROI. Uh, so at CROI this um, this year, there was discussion about a trial out of France called Ipergay, and the Ipergay trial looked at dosing Truvada differently. It um, asked participants to take two doses of Truvada, so two pills, uh, between 2 and 24 hours prior to sex, and then one pill on each of the next two days. So the total is four pills, uh, two pills before sex and basically two pills after sex, Mm. separated by 24 hours. And that uh, also showed very promising results. It wasn't in the 98, 99% that we saw in IPREX and in some of the other studies, but uh, if my memory serves me, I believe it was 86% reduction in risk. Um, Probably the folks who took the two pills Uh, a shorter amount of time prior to the sexual event might be more at risk. But, you know, real life uh, tells us we don't always, we don't always know if we're going to have sex tonight. So taking, you know, knowing that you have to take two pills 24 hours ago is sometimes hard to work in. I would think that would be even more unrealistic than trying to expect someone to take one pill every day regardless of what their sexual activity is going to be. Sure. And this may be something that comes up, you know, just comes up. Somebody goes out of town unexpectedly. Somebody comes into town to visit unexpectedly. Something like that where maybe, you know, um, they're not on prep or haven't been on prep, but something comes up. Yeah. And what I've learned from the number of people I've been able to sit with and do an HIV testing is that people's sexual behaviors and sexual experiences are very, very diverse. And I think that 
There are certainly some people who wouldn't know a couple of days beforehand, and there are certainly people who have a lot of sex pretty frequently, and so having breaks in between isn't realistic. And there are other people whose sexual behaviors may well be very high risk and yet very infrequent and really have to do with when they're traveling or when there are certain events going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for some people, it may well be realistic that they would know a couple of days beforehand that, okay, this is when I'm likely Mm going to be sexually active. So I think for some people that may work well, and for others it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I think there is discussion generally in folks talking about PrEP about this sort of um, intermittent use, um, you know, could I just take it a week out of the month when I'm, I don't know, when there's some event mm-hmm. coming up or uh, my partner's in town, the rest of the time he lives out of town, I don't know, something like that. And there, there is some modeling to suggest that that would be successful. What we think, based on animal models, is that it um, to get the drug to really high protective levels in your blood really should be taken daily for one week. Um, But again, the hypergay study that I just mentioned showed that potentially uh, it's protective taken just 24 hours prior. So um, there's there's a lot more that we're going to find out about PrEP in the coming years. There's a lot of studies going on right now with different kinds of models. I know the HIV medications have always been extremely expensive. I mean, that was one of the obstacles for folks without health care insurance and, and really still is. What does a prescription of Truvada cost? So if you have private health care insurance, you can expect to pay your normal copay, most likely that's associated with brand name drugs, and that's different for different types of insurance. Um, PrEP isn't cheap, and if you don't have insurance, then out-of-pocket costs can be as high. One one site I read can be as high as about $13,000 a year, so over $1,000 a month. Um, For patients who don't have health insurance and who would find that uh, their personal resources are inadequate to pay out-of-pocket that high cost, um, Gilead, the maker of Truvada, has established a PrEP medication assistance program. And in addition to providing Truvada for eligible patients and access to free HIV testing, the program also provides copay assistance for um, the medical care visits and free condoms and some other laboratory testing costs. So um, potentially even people who find that price tag pretty steep, which I think most of us would, there is potentially resources available for that. Hmm. But you mentioned, you know, health providers like Kaiser and and the other major ones. Is that covered on a basic health plan then? It is. It's covered by insurance companies, Medi-Cal, Medicare. Um, so it's, it's widely available. And in a few years, um, it will go to generic because even though this is a new application of the medication, the actual medication itself has been out for, I want to say, about seven years. So we should be generic within a few years, which will make it much more reasonable and more accessible for more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you both are pretty active in the community. And uh, talk about the, the, the stigmas that may be attached to, to taking Truvada or being on Truvada. What are you hearing in, here in Sonoma County? What I'm hearing is mostly... 
from people how they view themselves. I think that there's some concern that, that some people have of if I take this medication, does that mean that I'm not willing to be responsible with condom use, that I'm not doing what I should be doing? I don't hear a lot of folks myself that are judging others for using it. There's a lot of understanding of how helpful it could be to people and why folks might want to use it. But I hear a lot of folks really struggling with, is this sort of an easy way out for me? Mm. Am I not trying hard enough? I should be using condoms all the time. And if I was doing that, then I wouldn't need this. So Mm. a really um, kind of harsh view of oneself that, you know, there's no opportunity to have a backup plan or to be able to make a mistake once in a while. Mm. For the most part, though... I don't hear a lot of judgment of it. I hear folks being interested in it, um, even if they're not personally wanting to take it, being interested in it as a prevention method and and having a lot of understanding of its helpfulness and potential. Mm-hmm. Anything different out in the river? Well, everything's different out in the river. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'd agree with a lot of what Megan said. I would add that I certainly saw some negativity early on and some, I guess I'll say, judgment from people who weren't using PrEP against people who were the whole Truvada whore sort of labeling. Um, but but I really feel like the, the, those folks, those early adopters, have really turned it around and really um, being proud of claiming status as being sex positive and being responsible and, you know, health positive. And I, yeah. I think it's been really nice to see that and fun. Great. I think we're really fortunate here in Sonoma County to have such an infrastructure around sexual health and particularly to support the whole HIV prevention movement, as well as treatment. But for those folks who may not be familiar with what each of your organizations does, either because they're out of the area and haven't paid attention at all or, or, or just don't know, tell us, what does Face to Face do? What kind of services do you provide? So at Face to Face, our mission is ending HIV in Sonoma County while supporting the health and well-being of people living with HIV AIDS. So on the side of ending HIV, we do prevention work, Um, outreach to high-risk populations in our community, syringe exchange, school presentations, um, outreach online, on the streets, wherever we can. We also do free, anonymous, and confidential HIV and hepatitis C testing. And it's a really amazing experience now because it's a rapid test, easy to do. And then as far as supporting the health and well-being of people living with HIV, we provide case management, benefits counseling, housing assistance, and really help with any barrier that could come up that stands between somebody and their very best health. We find that when folks are homeless or when they're really struggling with situations in their life, that it's a lot harder for them to stay on their HIV medication and really be taking care of themselves well. So we're there to try to help solve those problems and put in a really strong, stable, secure base for folks. And, and folks Beautiful. can find you in their office. They can find you online and then sometimes on Grinder. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but you're also doing a lot of work in the jail. I think you mentioned that earlier in the show. Um, yeah. We're going out to our main jail, our North County jail, to provide HIV and hepatitis C testing. 
it's a time where a lot of folks are really reflecting on where they want to go in life and really looking at how healthy am I, how strong am I. Um, it's also a really wonderful time because there is a window period associated with the test. So for folks who have ongoing risk of HIV infection, to have a couple of months where they don't have either um, drug-using partners or sexual partners to be able to develop antibodies puts them at a better time to get the results for a test and feel like that's a more concrete result. And, and one more quick question for you. The, a new program, you just started the Needle Exchange. Yes. We're very excited about it. There's an amazing organization um, in Sonoma County called Centerpoint DAC that's been doing Needle Exchange. But unfortunately, it's limited to only a couple of days. So we've started doing Needle Exchange at our office um, from 9 to 5, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So people can come in, have a place to safely dispose of used syringes and then be able to get clean syringes so that they can use without spreading HIV or hep C. Awesome. How about the West County Health Centers? Uh, So we, so West County Health Centers is an agency that provides primary care and some specialty care to West, the West County population. Uh, we have five clinical sites, uh, meaning health centers where providers see patients and provide full primary care services, including obstetrics and newborn care for both acute and chronic conditions. Uh, we have two sites in Sebastopol, one in Occidental and, of course, the site in Guerneville, the Russian River Health Center. The fifth site is in Forestville, and it's a teen clinic where um, teens can drop in for STD testing and pap smears and all kinds of teen-related health questions. It's an awesome site. Uh, we have a dental clinic in Guerneville, and we have a what's called the Wellness Center in Forestville, where we have an array of complementary and alternative services such as um, acupuncture and um, Ayurvedic practitioners and herbalists and um, great classes on stress management and diabetes teaching and and things of that nature. And, of course, we've got um, uh, HIV services such as testing and uh, treatment, of course, uh, linkage to care, primary care, specialty care, mental health services, case management, uh, nutrition services. Um, We work with Megan at Face to Face all the time. Uh, Face to Face is awesome. They've helped us, our patients out with housing and, I mean, just you name it, a million things over the years. so that's that's Incredible. what we're about, primary care for West County. Right. So we have a pretty captive audience right now, and with 50,000 new HIV infections a year, it's, it's clear that, that, that testing is still a critical part of, of combating this, this virus. How often do you recommend that men who have sex with men get tested? How frequently? Well, if we're looking at that population who we say has a substantial risk of acquiring HIV or is at high risk for acquiring HIV, I would say um, probably quarterly, as we were talking about earlier. And, of course, if someone has a known exposure, then rapid testing is available. We do rapid testing at all of our sites and, of course, at face-to-face. I think quarterly is a good sort of easy-to-remember time period. 
It is. And with that, we've just started a reminder program as well. So if folks come in and test, we can send them a text message or an email um, at either every three months, six months, or yearly. Because a lot of it is such a personal choice. Right. You know, if they're sexually active, but maybe only with one partner, maybe a couple times a year. Just like my dentist. <laughs> exactly. <great>. So real <laughs> right. quick, tell us where people can go to learn more about Truvada and PrEP. I think one of the most accessible sites out there is um, prepfacts.org. It's a site that's been put together by Project Inform, the Alliance Health Project, and some other San Francisco Francisco AIDS Foundation. Foundation, It's got a lot of great information. Yeah, I love that site, too. Awesome. Well, this has been an amazing discussion, and thank you both for joining us tonight, but most importantly for all the work that you do to fight this virus. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've been talking with face-to-face program director Megan Murphy and Dr. Michelle Davey of the HIV, who is the HIV medical director for the West County Health Centers. And we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, this is Rick Dean, executive director of Face-to-Face. What if I told you that you could have peace of mind in just 20 minutes and it's free? Face-to-Face offers free anonymous HIV testing with results in just 20 minutes. Knowing your HIV status can be life-saving for you and those you love. Visit Face-to-Face in Santa Rosa. Call us at 544-1581 or visit us at f2f.org. Ending AIDS in Sonoma County, 20 minutes at a time. And if you missed part one of our special series on PrEP and the use of the drug Truvada, you can listen on demand on our website anytime at OutBeatNews.com. Tonight's show will be available later this week, so be sure to share both of these shows with all of your friends. Next month, we'll celebrate the 25th anniversary of Positive Images, Sonoma County's premier LGBT youth organization. That will take place on the fourth Sunday of April, right here on KRCB Radio. And I'll be back next week for an Outbeat Extra. We'll take an in-depth look at homophobia in law enforcement and how the San Francisco Police Department is responding to the recent investigation of its own officers for sending racist and homophobic text messages. In the meantime, have a great week, and thanks for spending your Sunday night with us. Outbeat News In-Depth is hosted and produced by Greg Moralia exclusively for KRCB Radio. You can listen to our shows on demand on iTunes and on our website at OutBeatNews.com. And be sure to follow us all week long on our Facebook page and Twitter feed for the latest LGBT news from here in the North Bay and beyond.